Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with an unedited and unscheduled podcast episode. And the whole episode is about why we abandoned Facebook video that is longer than just a few minutes. In order to give you context, I'm going to play a two-minute video for you that we published on Facebook on October the 19th, 2018, and then I'll give you a little more commentary. Hey there, Mike Stelzner, founder of Social Media Examiner with public service announcement for you. This week, we made the very difficult decision to cancel three of our long-form shows off of Facebook. The three shows that we've decided to cancel are, first of all, The Journey, secondly, our weekly tools and tips show, and lastly, our Ask Me Anything show with experts. We are a media company. We are in the business of producing long-form content. Long-form content does not necessarily have a home when it comes to video on Facebook. I like to use the analogy, it's kind of like putting a TV show on the highway and expecting people to watch it as they go zipping by. And Facebook is a highway. And as a result, we are not going to be publishing three of the four shows that we release every single week on Facebook. We came to this hard decision after analyzing the data, after looking at what the retention time is, how many people are actually watching our videos, and we came to the sad conclusion that hardly anyone is actually watching our videos. The metrics are very deceptive. Here's the good news. We have decided for one of the shows, The Journey, to go ahead and publish it exclusively on YouTube. So if you are a fan of our ongoing weekly documentary, the only way for you to find that show will be by visiting journey.show and subscribing on YouTube. I understand that this is not something that many of you will agree with, and I also understand that this is not an easy decision for our company, but we are doing what is right, and this is a very rapidly changing world, and when the facts change, we need to change. Thank you so much, and we hope to see you over on YouTube. Okay, so that was the video that started the whole thing. Uh, obviously, what what ended up happening was quite a bit of a firestorm because a lot of people were, first of all, surprised and shocked that we were pulling three long-form shows off of Facebook. And long-form, frankly, is, you know, in the, two of the shows were like 40 minutes and one of the shows was seven minutes. So what ended up happening was I decided to show up on our other show, our social media marketing talk show, and kind of explain the background behind the decision. So what you're about to hear right now is about a 20 or 30 minute excerpt from that show. So that will give you a lot more context. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Kim Reynolds, and this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you, the marketer. This week, we're talking about the question, is long-form Facebook video dead? On today's show, we're going to discuss that with 
Michael Stelzner and why Social Media Examiner pulled three shows from Facebook this week. So first, our, I want to interrupt our guest, Michael Stelzner. He's the founder of Social Media Examiner and the man behind Social Media Marketing World, the industry's largest conference. And he's the host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show podcast, founder of the Social Media Marketing Society, and the central character in The Journey, an episodic documentary, which you can find at socialmediaexaminer.com slash journey. We had some news about the journey. We'll get to that eventually. But first, I want to share specifically a piece of news that get, brings contest context to this conversation. So uh, two years ago, we reported it actually on this show, and Facebook announced it, that in September of 2016, they admitted that they had mistakenly been inflating the average video viewing figures by about 60 to 80%. And in their words, they were miscalculating numbers. We know that views are three seconds. Well, what they were doing was they were doing the average duration of a video viewed. Uh, it should have reflected the total time spent watching a video, total time, by the number of people who played the video. But it wasn't. It was doing it by the amount of views, which we know three seconds, those are hugely inflated. Well, the new news in this story is that there has been a lawsuit against Facebook by a number of advertisers allegedly uncovering that instead of just inflating them by 60 to 80 percent, that not, not only was it 60, 80, 60 to 80 percent, it was 150 to 900 percent, and that they knew about it for a year in 2015 before they announced it in 2016. So, then in the context of that, Mike, we started looking a lot at video metrics recently, and we made some pretty big decisions this week. And I'd love for you to say, what was the decision yeah. and what was the decision-making process and analytical process that we went through in order to make that decision? Yeah, Kim, let's pull up that graphic. Um, well, it was kind of interesting. These two things happened coincidentally this week. I wasn't really expecting... Um, that this news would drop. But basically I had come back from a conference and it had been banged into my head that video retention time is really a metric that we care about a lot. So coming back from this event, I started going into our analytics and I started to notice all of our videos on Facebook were ridiculously horrible when it came to retention. And let me explain for those that don't know what retention is. Basically a view is just anybody who clicks play on YouTube for 30 seconds or more. And on Facebook, it does, they don't even have to click play. They just have to scroll through the feed and see the video moving for three seconds or more. And that is considered a view. So this is where it gets kind of shocking. Facebook, as, 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 as we asked in the pre-show, and I would ask all of you right now, when was the last time outside of our shows you've ever watched a video on Facebook that is longer than five minutes? How long has it been? And the overwhelming response that we've gotten from people is a long, long time. What people typically do is they scroll through the feed and the video starts playing, they read the caption, and then they just keep scrolling. And it turns out that that is the vast majority of views on videos. So in our particular case, I went in and I looked at how many people were actually clicking play on a video versus people watching in the feed. And the numbers <coughs> were shocking. So for example, in the case of the journey, the best case situation was 3%. 3% 
only 3% of all the video views were actually people clicking the play button, which meant 97% of all the views were what I'm going to call drive-by views, okay? And I've been using this phrase that Facebook is like a highway. It's kind of like you're on your way to the grocery store, or you're on your way to work, or you're on your way somewhere important, and you saw this big billboard on the highway playing a show, and as you were passing by, you caught a couple seconds of it. That's exactly how Facebook operates. So the reality is when you look at these view counts on Facebook and even on other platforms like LinkedIn, they're exceptionally, um, what's the best word, deceptive. Because you might think that thousands of people are watching your videos. And that's exactly what we thought for the longest time. Thousands upon thousands, 5,000, 10,000, 16,000 people were supposedly watching our videos on Facebook. But then I went and I did the analysis. And I'm showing a picture on the screen right now that's a perfect example of what we saw on almost every one of our videos. When, when you go into insights inside of Facebook, and then you, you click on posts on the left and you find your videos, there's a bunch of metrics that come up and one of them is called audience retention. And when you click in on the audience retention um, column, you will see a chart similar to what we see right here on the screen. And then there's this little button that says zoom chart so you can actually see it. And in this particular case, we're seeing that um, this video, which had about, I'm guessing between five and 10,000 views, the average view watch time was only 11 seconds, a true indicator of a drive-by kind of experience. And when you zoom in on it and you look at that retention graph, it shows you over time, the length of the video, how long people are sticking around. And you can see that at the best case situation, at the 39 second mark was 4% of the people of the video. 4%, okay? And it just drops like a rock to, to, to almost below 1%. And that is the pattern that we see over and over again. Now, on the other side of it, below here on this very same screen, the exact same video on YouTube, the average view time is four minutes and 36 seconds. 52% of the people got through the video. And you look at the retention graph on this thing, and you see how it drops a little bit in the beginning, but it stabilizes right along 50, the 50% 50 mark. Now, um, what we did was we looked at every single video that we did. It didn't matter whether it was live. It didn't matter whether it wasn't live. Across the board, when we really dug into the details, the data showed us without a shadow of a doubt that people were not actually watching the videos. Now, I'm not going to say live video is, is dead for us because it's not. Obviously, this show is broadcasting live on Facebook. But um, the data was crystal clear. And when we actually pulled out our calculator and we looked at the actual number of people that were getting like one minute into the video, when you start doing the math on this, if you have 5,000 views on a video and one let's say 3% of those people were actually clicking to play, which it'll tell you that data, that's 150 people. And then when you look at um, the one minute mark and the best case situation for almost all of our videos was only 22% of those people made it to the one minute mark. So 22% of 150 people, do the math on that. What is that? I mean, it's like 30 people. So 30 people out of 5,000 actually got to the minute mark on our videos. That was my wake-up call. And, you know, the rest is history. I made the decision to pull the journey, to pull two other shows, and 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 really focus our tribe onto YouTube. And, Eric, we can 
we can talk about this, guide me wherever you want to go, but that's yeah. the backstory. So one of the things that's been asked is why not just send people over to our website to watch instead of focusing them in on YouTube? Well, and another question people might ask is, well, what does it matter? It's an advertisement for the journey. Right. And who cares if only a few people watch it? At least they'll see it and maybe they'll go over to YouTube, right? So I want to start with the big objection, which is what have you got to lose by posting it up on Facebook? Yeah, we anyway, saw a lot right? of that. Here's what you have to lose more than you could possibly imagine. And we know this, that when you send signals to Facebook that no one cares about your stuff, when your engagement is unbelievably low, when people are not watching your video, it sends a signal to Facebook that this page is publishing crap, that the audience doesn't care about this stuff. And as a result, your future posts will also not see as much exposure. Mark Zuckerberg and everyone at Facebook has told us what we care about is meaningful engagement. People are not having meaningful engagement with these videos. No matter how you slice it, the engagement metrics are not there. They're very, very low. So the risk that we, we face by distributing this video across all of our platforms is sending signals to the algorithms that the stuff we produce is not valuable. And as a result, um, we've chosen to remove all those videos. Now we can talk about how we've come up with some new strategies in a minute, mm -hmm. but we don't want to send this signal to the algorithm that the stuff we publish is worthless. Case in point, I produced a 60, no, two minute video in my lobby, which was just a public service announcement. Eric, what were some of the comments we had from people on that 60 second square video? And they'd been our first followers, right? What were some of these things that yeah. angered you? You were shocked, right? There were so many people I couldn't even count on my two hands that said, I have you marked as C first and I've liked your page for years. This is the first video I've seen that you've done. Yeah, the first. I was, I was honestly irate. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, he was floored. And guess what we did this time? We just created a little 60 second video, which many of you have seen. And it's, 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 it's got a great retention graph. And everyone's watching it and they're sharing it and they're talking about it. So this, the moral of the story is that Facebook is all about short video, two minutes or less, not longer video. That's why I'm declaring that I don't think Facebook is the platform if you are into creating long form content outside of live video, because we're in the business of creating long form content. We do it with our podcast, 45 minutes, 2000 word blog post, seven minute show on the journey, and of course this live show. So if you're in the business of creating content and you want it to be lifted up on Facebook, do not create long form video content. And the watch platform is a closed ecosystem. You can't get into it. We're not even in it. So, you know, it's kind of, irrelevant for most of us. Now to the earlier question, why couldn't we just create a blog post and link to it? Because the reality is that blog posts don't get exposure. That's why we don't hardly post those either because Facebook doesn't want people leaving Facebook. And Eric knows this. It's pretty rare for our blog posts to get clicked on or shared. Isn't that right, Eric? Yeah. I mean, we've got people live right now saying, I don't even see your posts. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here's what we do. Here's what we do do. Okay. We do. We did create a, a 60 second teaser video yesterday and the retention graph on that thing is off the charts on Facebook. I think when I last looked, 67% of the people got all the way through the yeah. whole video. Okay. Now they're not taking the desired action yet, which is clicking over to YouTube, but they're seeing it. So what we're doing is we're creating square trailers 
of our video that's 60 seconds and we're publishing it all over the place and we're driving all that traffic to YouTube. We're sending emails out, dedicated email blasts out now, letting people know, hey, we're exclusively on YouTube for this show. If you want to watch it, go over there. So, so what we're what we've done now is we've we've decided we're going to play by the rules that Facebook loves, which is very short videos. Very short videos perform exceptionally well on Facebook, and most people probably don't even unmute it, but that's fine. The idea is we just want those videos to get out there. And that's like our little commercial, if you will, to get them to go over to YouTube. So one of the other questions that we got a lot was, why does it matter about the length? Why not just make the videos more engagement worthy? Why not do, why not take this analyzation that we've done and say, okay, well, they're dropping off at this point. Let's just make better videos and we can still keep our length. What do you say? Well, to if, that? That was, if that was true, then how do you, how do you justify these two retention graphs for the exact same video that I'm showing on the screen? Kim, go ahead and bring, or Eric, bring that up full screen. I'll bring it back up. Again. The, the exact same video on YouTube is viewed 52% of the time. By the way, today's version of the journey on YouTube has been has been viewed like 68% all the way through. So it's not a question of the video isn't good. Look, you guys need to understand, I have a full-time employee producing this show, okay? I have resources most people don't have when it comes to video. We know what we're producing is good content. It's not a question of your stuff isn't good enough. It's a question of making the content fit the platform. That's That's my response to that. Yeah, it's really that we're kind of calling into question and honing in on the fact that watch behavior is different on all the different platforms. Now, Luria Petrucci is asking, is this just for you or is this everyone? Here's what I can tell you. And Eric, you can attest to this as well. We've read hundreds of comments from people saying that they've noticed the exact same thing on their pages. People inside of our society are saying they're having the exact same challenges that we're having. I cannot say that this is what everyone should do. But what I can say is experiment with one minute videos and two minute videos and compare those to your longer form videos and see what happens. Because there, if there's one thing you should know about me, those that know me, I'm extremely analytical. We test and try stuff nonstop, don't we, Eric? We are constantly in the weeds looking at data. I'm talking to you, Eric, you're probably reading. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it true? I mean, we are like, we are like, I'm a data geek, right? I mean, like I'm looking at this stuff all the time and I'm trying stuff, so I know I know that what I'm talking about is, you know, is here, we have a page of more than a half a million. So we, we have, and we have access to friends who privately tell us things that I cannot publicly tell you, but I'm telling you that this is not just us, that this seems to be a universal trend across Facebook. I cannot speak for everyone, but my guess is that most people are um, finding that short videos are exceptionally successful. One case in point, the most popular watch page on Facebook is a recipes watch page. They get 50 million views a week and almost all their videos are two minutes or less. That's the most popular watch page on the entire platform of Facebook. Um, so while Facebook wants us to produce long form video, three minute videos so that we can try to get the ad breaks in there, we have to embrace how actually people use the platform. And it seems that everyone uses the platform as a highway, not as a destination. And if that's true, then we need to create highway content on this platform and destination platform content on platforms where people go and they lean back like YouTube. So that's our strategy. And when the facts change, we'll definitely change.
Yeah. And, and actually to, to use the highway metaphor to kind of lead into some of these other questions that I've got here, um, say we're, we're putting this out right now on Facebook, on Facebook live. Even we haven't stopped doing that with this show specifically now, if there was a, but that's not to say that we won't there, you know, we, we are always looking, we're always analyzing, but I think, you know, to use the highway metaphor, Hey, if I see something interesting going on as I'm driving, the content needs to be metaphorically so good. I want to pull over and sit and watch almost like a car crash. I hate to say and that. I wanna, here's what I want to say. I think live video has a place on Facebook, but I think it must be really interactive to be successful. Okay. So um, there's too many people out here that are creating premieres, you know, and we've tried that. It really doesn't move the needle. They're essentially creating shows where there's no interaction with their audience and um, they're trying to game the system. I think instead we should actually, if you're going to do stuff on live, you need to talk to the crowd. You need to interact with the crowd. There's still a place for that on Facebook, but there isn't a place for creating content that is almost exactly the same as if it was pre-recorded with just a little bit of questions. I just don't think that that's going to continue to work. And the reason why is because the moment it's not live is the moment, you know, all of a sudden it's like every other video. And then now you're, dealing with this analogy that I've been dealing with. Like no one's going to go back and watch it when it's not live because it's too long because of the highway. But if you do create highly interactive content that is live, then it's really all about engaging with the tribe as they appear in the moment, knowing full well that no one will watch that after it's live. And we have data on this show. We know that after this show is done, it's generally not watched on Facebook. Instead, it's listened to in our podcast form. And shout out to every one of you that are listening on the podcast, which is our biggest audience for this show, by the way. Yeah. I I mean, I think, and again, the other key piece, I mean, we've had a lot of people throw out, well, okay, but don't people who already interact with your page or watch a little bit, then get tied into the algorithmic, like whatever you want to call it, juju for your page so that they're more likely to see your stuff. And while that may or may not be true, we know it's not true because we were going live three days a week. And we were getting horrible reach, right, Eric? And and not only that, but the the people I'm still you can tell I'm a little bit shocked still about right. how many people for us to have gone live a minimum of three times or more a week for like two years straight. And for them to say this is the first time I've seen a video from you, and it was that short one minute square video, I'm still kind of reeling from that, to be honest. So here's the thing, folks, this is, this is a very important message. I want everyone to receive many of us have been told or even have taught others. This is the way to do it. We need to be very flexible in this industry. We need to acknowledge that everything is in changing is, is changing. Everything is in flux. This is not the platform. It was a year ago. This is not the platform. It was two years ago. Everything is changing. And if we don't understand how consumers use it, And if we don't embrace the analytics and see what's actually happening, we can put on blinders and do things and think everything is okay, but it's not serving the business objections. This is why we need to always analyze. This is why we need to always ask our audience questions and understand how their status is behaving. We're getting to an age right now where people are tuning out of Facebook. I have on my phone an app called Screen Time that shuts me down after 40 minutes. So I just don't even look after 40 minutes. If I'm only going to be on 40 minutes a day, I can assure you I'm not going to spend any of that time watching watching videos. 
So we just need to realize that everything is always changing. And if it is, we need to be flexible enough to embrace the change, which might mean, you know, subtle tweaks like what we're doing or really crazy tweaks like what we're doing. So we'll see where it goes. So are we talking that this is basically video specific or are we talking that this is also like all content on Facebook regarding pages? Cause I'm only, I'm only speaking to video today because we know that in the last 48 hours, we put out two videos that are square that are less than two minutes and they're going nuts. Okay. That's working for us. We have not done that in a long time. The long form stuff is the stuff that's struggling. I'm getting nonstop messages from people. <laughs> so I can't, I can't speak they can't to, believe I can't, what you're saying right now. I can't speak to the, I can't speak to the, um, uh, to the other stuff. This is just video that we're talking about today. Yeah. And, and again, I, I want to reiterate that, that you have said this a number of times and I completely agree. This is not about not going live. It's we're, we are still trying to figure out, okay, we're doing this live right now. This is on Facebook, but it's also a lot of other places too. But we're still going to go live. We're just trying to figure out what does that best mean for our audience and how can we can best riff, serve little, our audience. Yeah, and a little riff on live. Like, yeah, we're going to be more strategic about live down the road. We want to be live when we're going to get the most amount of people there with us, knowing full well that after that video is done being live, it's not going to do us very well. It's almost like Instagram live in the olden days, right? So, so when we go live, we should be very interactive with our tribe. We should make it fun and engaging. We should do stuff that's like what we do when we're on the live stage at social media marketing world, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we want to do when we go live. Um, and we just want to figure out a way to make it fun. And we don't want to just go live to game the algorithm. We want to go live to be truly interactive with our tribe. And that's the part we're going to figure out. And I, live video is still strong. It's still amazing. It's just, we have to realize it's mostly going to be consumed live if it's any longer than a couple of minutes and why go live for just one or two minutes. I'm not sure it works anymore. But that's not the debate for today. It's a great topic for another day. Um, and I know we have some live video experts chatting up <laughs> yeah. in the comment section here. But here's the good news, guys. This, you know, this is um, this was my decision. I made this decision to pull three shows this week, okay? And I know that people are freaking out about this. But the reason I made it is because it's not serving our business objectives. So if you are doing things, if you have things on your list to do in your marketing department, and you just don't have time to do them, maybe you need to do what we do is in analyze what you're doing and just say, you know what, that's not working. Cut that off at the knee so we can try some new things. Now that we have cut these things off, we are free now to do some new things and innovate. That's the advantage to it. Nobody likes change, but change is necessary for us to grow. Change is the constant. Yes. So uh, we've probably got a whole bunch more questions we could dive into, but I think we ought to probably wrap it up. This is a good conclusion point. But uh, if you've got any other questions, concerns, thoughts, throw them in the Facebook post here as we're doing this live or head on over to our Facebook page. If you want to watch some of these short one minute videos that we have been talking about in this conversation, it's facebook.com slash SM examiner. And uh, oh, one last thing, the journey, folks. Yes. Watch the journey on YouTube. You can go to journey.show. That's the show that now is exclusively available on YouTube. Journey.show. As soon as you go there, it's going to ask you to subscribe. I would ask you to subscribe because I know a lot of you don't hang out on YouTube. And then the next thing that's very important is to hit the little bell that's next to the subscriber count, which it says about 21,000. When you hit that bell, 
you will get an email in your inbox every time the journey comes out. That's what's cool about YouTube is it sends an email to your inbox. You will also get an email in your inbox whenever this show comes out. That's one of the killer advantages to YouTube is you don't have to live on YouTube, but if you hit that bell and that's the key part, then you will be notified every time these shows that you love come out. And that's the good news is that it's great for that kind of consumption. There's playlists there. I would implore you to check out the last two episodes. There's some really insightful marketing techniques that that we have revealed about the launch of social media marketing world and about the launch of the journey. So the next couple of episodes are us struggling behind the scenes with all these new marketing ideas. And I think you guys are going to love it. And I would implore you, if you've been a watcher of the journey, please go over to journey.show right now, hit that subscribe button and hit that bell button and join me on the journey. And with that, I'll give it over to you, Eric. And I'll say goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mike. Thanks for being here. Okay, so there you have it. My rationale for canceling three shows off of Facebook and going all in on YouTube. By the way, if you want to check out some of the more recent episodes of The Journey, um, one of them you might be interested in is all focused on how we launched Social Media Marketing World and all the stuff that went into that. And that's called Leaning Into Launch Day. And you can find that by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash journey six. Journey six stands for episode six. Episode seven is all about analysis. And in that episode, we talk about how we are analyzing the results of the launch and getting ready for the launch of the journey. And you can watch that episode by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash journey seven. So it's my great hope that you find this of value. And in the end, you're going to have to make your own decision about what you choose to do with your Facebook video. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.